Welcome to the Minority Reports Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Cougar. And I'm the Aggie. And this is the Minority Reports Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. We have A Montoya Photography in the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's gonna share with us how she started her photography business. So if you're out there and you wanna do something of the like, well this episode is for you. Without further ado, A Montoya Photography, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So uh, I guess, you know, just start off, just tell us how you were, you know, in your childhood. Like, were you outgoing? Were you conservative? A little bit of your background to Um, share with us. Growing up, I was actually really shy. Really? I had a twin sister and she was outgoing and then I was like the shy twin. So everything that she did, she wanted to document. So, I mean, we would do things together, and then I would just, I think we had a camera around, and I would just follow my family around with it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I, I mean, we have lots of videos of our family, and I'm never, most of the time, not in them, because I'm behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got, I would watch the videos, and I would be sad that I wasn't in any of them, so then I would just place, like, the camera, and, like, on top of the fridge or something, and then I would just, like, run in the picture. <laughs> so ever since you were a child, you actually like documenting things. I like documenting things, yeah. Especially, like, birthdays. Um, it was always birthdays, parties, surprise birthday parties. Um, but yeah, I would just keep it with the family. I, wouldn't, I didn't really go out and, like, want to shoot people just because, you know, everybody has different styles and stuff. So yeah. I never want to impose my style on, any, on anybody. Unless they like it, then I'll do it. So how did that translate into, like, adulthood? Did, were you always that, like, when you hang out with your girlfriends and everything like that, were you always the person taking pictures? No. Or, no, not <laughs> I at actually all. didn't. I hated taking the camera out when I was, like, in public. I didn't want to be that person that, like, people needed a picture and all my friends turned to me. Like, I didn't want to be that friend. Like, oh, Alex is here. Just give her the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just kind of one of those things I kept to myself and... Uh, somebody needed a, a picture, I, I kind of just shied away and, you know, but um, I would always like, if, if if they were having something together, then I would offer if I wanted to like take a picture of everybody. But other than that, um, again, I, I didn't want to be that friend that like, Alex is here, give her the camera or ask her, and, you know, things like that. So I just kept it to myself. So it was more like a hidden talent? Yeah, I still kind of do that. Like, I don't really tell many people I do it. Um, people that I do know, I don't really tell them, hey, I do, like, photography. Like, I, you know, I kind of compare it to, like, telling people you're vegan. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's great. (laughs) Wish, did you have a phase of being a vegan? (laughs) I, my, uh, yeah, I guess I did. (laughs) I did, I guess. So, I just compare it to that. Like, something that's, like, I don't say it's personal, but I just keep it to myself. Um, and then if it comes up in conversation, then I'll be like, yeah, you know, I, I do do this. I, re- I do like photography. And if the person seems interested, then I'll, you know, I'll go along. But I don't just randomly tell people. I'm a photographer, by the way. And I just think that it's one of those, like, trades and talents that people either really underappreciate or, or know nothing about and really, like, think you're, like, a, this professional. And then, you know, it's just people have different expectations when you tell them you're a photographer. So I just keep it to myself. So you rather uh, under-promising over the liver? Yes. So, like, I'm guessing that uh, at what point, I'm trying to get at, at what point did you feel like, you know what, I can make a business out of this? Were, um, you, did you, were you the type to invest in cameras when everybody had, like, a smartphone and just take pictures of that, or? So I, the first time I invested in a camera was a friend actually encouraged me to do it, because it was one of those things where I always, like, would tell him, you know, I like doing this, I like doing that, and we worked together, and, um... He'd be like, hey, you know, that camera you're looking at, it's on sale. He found the link, found everything that it came with. And he was like, just do it. Just get it already. You're always talking about it. So I got it. 
Um, I was really excited, but it's something I really liked and I didn't want to break. So I did the whole thing where like you put your brand new shoes in the closet and you don't want to wear them because <laughs> you don't want to break them or anything. So my camera was like in my closet for maybe like a good two years and maybe saw the day of light maybe twice a year. And then um, it was one of those things where I would tell people, yeah, I have that camera. And they'd be like, well, let me see what pictures you have. And I'd be like, okay, I don't really use the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in my closet. But I'm really proud of myself <laughs> for finally buying my, my first my first big camera, I guess you could say. it's a, It was a Rebel T2i. And it was a really good beginner The um, fact that you DSLR. remember the model number after so long. Like. <laughs> it was my baby for the longest time. And I would like buy little things for it and like, grow try to grow the equipment to go with it and again it would just sit in my closet and i'm like had like an own little shelf and everything and again i was like what am i doing with this like i'm just wasting like it was, i was just like building a home for it and i never used it and then um you know my family some friends knew that i liked it and they were like you need to like just just, just do it already just that you know just jump in so i had some friends that would let me take pictures of like their kids and stuff and you know at the moment i was having a blast but <laughs> Looking back at that, I'm like, man, those pictures are horrible. <laughs> so again, that's why I always kept it to myself. Like, I'm just going to keep that to myself. But I think when I finally... I, I started taking, like, baby steps. And these baby steps were, like, over a course, maybe seven years. But then again, like, I was really interested since I was, a, like, a child. And I think around 17 years old, I was like, okay, I need to, like, execute this, I guess, quote-unquote hobby of collecting things for this camera. And then I started reading on them what other things you can buy for them. And then, um, you know, I kept seeing everybody had a website. So I built a website. It was very just plain Jane. Go ahead and plug it out there. Um, is, it still up? is it still up and running? The very first website created, uh, I have no idea what it's called. It was like, I made it um, early 2000s, so you can only imagine what it looked like. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I think I found it through my email once, and I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm really glad that I just played with a lot of stuff, like early 2000s. Not, yeah, like maybe late 2000s when I was really playing with like the, the websites. I, I think I created three different ones because it was one of those things where it's so bad that you can't even fix it. Just It's just better to start all over. <laughs> so I started all over like three or four times. And then finally, I came, the one I have right now, which is um, a Montoya Photography. Um that one, I kind of did it like one of those things where like push comes to shove. And I think I work better under pressure. And that's what happened. <clears throat> I was like, kind of like, okay, I just need to do something, commit to it and stop like thinking, what if nobody likes it? What if they think this is a joke? And, you know, a creative talent people, I think you're, you're really hard on yourself because you worry too much what people might think. Um, are you gonna like are your friends gonna are you gonna not, not it's not like you're gonna lose friends but like what are they gonna say are you gonna care what your friends say um, I came to, some, came to the point where I was like if I lose friends they're really never my friends anyway so fuck them so I think you can put that on there um, so that was my idea behind that but I think my push to shove moment was that really I concentrated was um, like I was laid off so it was one of those things where uh, during my full time job I would always like browse the internet, try to fix my website, but I never had time, so I would close it up, put it away, and that was it. I got laid off, and then I was like, okay, well, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands. I need a hobby or something. And then I was like, uh, I think one of my sisters was like, you have a camera, why don't you use it? You know, you just go out, you know, put a Craigslist ad out, those are free, like, but, you know, start somewhere. So I did that. I fixed the website. You know, you just look around for examples, apply it to your own. Uh, you kind of like grab and take what you can from other websites and then apply it to yourself. You have to like what it looks like because if you don't like what it looks like, then you're going to, again, break it and you have to start all over again. So I'm actually happy with mine, with what mine looks like. I make sure that people can find what they're looking for. I've sent it to other people and make sure that they they like it or they can find what they're looking for. My sisters are like my biggest critiques, but they're like constructive. They're not just, they're not just being mean. So um, I have, you know, a couple friends and, you know, really close people in my life that have really helped me grow with this business, I guess. And um, I guess I call it business now because I actually charge now. Before I would just do it for free and 
you know, just, hey, can I use your kid or use your pet? And I would do it. And then finally, I took, the, I guess, the plunge and charged. And people actually paid. And I was surprised that they even <laughs> paid without being like, that's too much. Or, you know. And then that's another thing. The next big step was, how much do I charge? Yeah. And, like, that was, oh, my God. How, how, did, how did you decide on the prices you were going to charge? Um, first, you know, it was like, I have no experience I don't have many examples, so yeah, where do I start? So then I would look at um, I would look at blogs, uh, Facebook groups. Um, I would look at other photographers and look at their work. If I really like their work, um, and that's kind of like what I that was my goal to ultimately kind of like get to their level. I would look at their pricing and then drop it, but also not too much to where I'm also cheating myself out of some type of income mm-hmm. but I also don't want to cheat them out of like ripping them off and deliver something they're not happy with and then they're like that's you know you're not it's, you know you have to find that balance so I don't remember what my first one was it was like I was like okay $75 I'll do it for that and I put it on Craigslist which is really cheap it was just really cheap but at the time I thought I was overcharging people <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm overcharging and nobody's gonna call me and I actually had a couple calls, and I was, like, very excited, nervous. I was like, okay. And then the next step was, how many pictures do I deliver? So uh, that's another thing. I was like, some people, like, deliver five for $75. I'm like, there's no way I'm delivering five pictures. And then um, I think that person, I delivered, like, 30 pictures. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, so she, 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 she got, got a really good deal. She got a really good deal, yeah, yeah. Um, and another one is how much time do you shoot for? So there's like three things, I guess. The price, the time, and the amount of pictures that they get back. And how did you decide on all these? You, I guess, I guess I'm guessing, again, you went to these competitors' websites and, or you watched videos on them? or I would go to competitors' website. I don't want to call them competitors because um, I, would, I would go to, like, I guess, high-profile photographers because I, ultimately I wanted to learn from them. So, okay. of course, I wasn't going to compete with them because they're, I guess, I will, that's what I call a professional is, like, the ones that are up there, like, selling tutorials of their own work and how they do it. Um, that, to me, is a professional. With me, I guess I'm a professional because, you know, I charge and I have a website and I have a, a gallery that deliver and, you know, I, I try, everything that I do, I try to do it, like, by the book so that nobody feels like my work is not professional. And I also keep, like, a very professional tone of voice through email, anything, anything like that, so... But <laughs> <laughs> in terms of uh, setting, like deciding on the number of, of uh, pictures oh. you have to take, and yeah, so yeah, most photographers I think are, you know, they would they would call them like mini sessions, and they would only deliver like five or ten pictures, but they would charge like three or four times what I was charging for what what I would deliver for like thirty pictures. So um, then I realized how much time I was spending editing the pictures, mm-hmm. and then I was I realized how much time I was spending communicating with the clients and those hours added up quick. And then I was, I was like, I'm only charging 75 and I'm not only spending an hour with them, I'm spending an hour editing them, editing them and then communicating with them and then uploading to the website. So that's like four hours right there. So then I kind of started going up on the price again, thinking, okay, I'm going to go up on the price, but I still think like, I guess I wasn't really valuing my, my experience too much so I would drop down the pictures a little it's like okay I won't deliver 30 anymore but I'll deliver maybe like 25 and keep and go up to like 85 mm-hmm. and I say that for I stayed at that number for a while because I felt like I was a little even to where I can still practice on the pictures that I'm taking but um the client was still happy with what they got so it's and then right now I guess I'm at the another I went up a little to where okay I'll go up a little higher on the prices deliver less pictures but I feel like the quality of the pictures have improved drastically so sometimes it's not really how much time you put into it but you know the quality behind it and it's not really quantity anymore so um, but yeah I'm still learning there's so many like resources out there and again like the photographers uh, photographers I look up to I watch their tutorials they sell their tutorials actually that's how I guess I guess, quote-unquote, professional or value they put behind their pictures. 
and I value them. So then, you know, you, you purchase their tutorials and look at them and they're like, they, they're split up into weeks. It's kind of like you're going to school all school over again. again. Yeah. So I value it. I want to like be at that norm. Um, I don't see myself pricing, pricing my pictures or, you know, time at the way that they do it. I mean, some of these people are charging like $12,000 per wedding. Wow. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, okay, well, I'll be happy if I can just do a quarter of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, have you landed a wedding? I have landed a couple weddings. Um, of course, I started out very like backyard weddings, um, just trying to get, you know, get behind a wedding. <clears throat> the, the backyard weddings, I think, are the best ones you can learn from because they're so improvised where, I mean, anything could, could go wrong. Like, um, there's ones where the, um, the efficient was super late because <laughs> it's, you know, one of those like super low budget weddings. And I mean, I was more than happy to be there because I wanted to see how weddings ran, how guests ran, how I could like position myself around the wedding without being in the picture. So it was kind of one of those things where I, I loved those. Like I, you know, I wanted to get those backyard weddings because one, I can practice on the pictures, practice using my camera and the bride's not going to be disappointed. <laughs> like, you know, she <laughs> <laughs> really good pictures and this is like sort of like <laughs> really low budget backyard wedding. So... I love those. Though those are the best ones, and I mean, brides are more than are really sweet. I've heard nightmares from the twelve thousand dollar weddings. Like the brides are like, and they expect like the ph photographer to like. I mean, these poor photographers are like get yelled at. Um, they they didn't get the right picture of the mother in law or the right angle, and I'm just like, you know, as long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I. I have like a, a price where I'm okay but I feel like my time's being um, valued I don't think I see myself shooting it up to $12,000 I also don't want to be treated subpar just because I'm at a you know somebody's wedding that everybody working any vendor is just treated as a like second human or you know below human and you're not really worth it and so I'm like that wouldn't make me happy. I think I would like just drop everything and be like, I'm going back to those backyard weddings to where people actually appreciate mm -hmm. the the company and everything. I so yeah, it's I mean, but for now, I guess you could say I'm trying to go up to the regular you know ceremony and reception. I'm starting to get more of those now, and. Um, but I do interview my brides. I do. Really? I do call them. I do make sure that, you know, we, we both have very similar, um, I guess, ideas of the wedding. And um, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, hey, you know, I'm actually booked. Um, and then really, in reality, they just sound like a total nightmare to work with. So, really? I mean, you, you have you to. You, yeah. So it's you. you um, I guess I read about this a lot. Don't be scared to say no. Because at the end of the day, um, I don't want to be losing sleep over somebody's opinion of something that I have no control of. So, like, okay, like, I'm sorry that the lighting wasn't good in the church. That's not really my fault, you know, something like that. So, um, th there's different venues. Like, I, I hear photographers that go to venues and check it out, and they say, I can't shoot in this. There's, there's no windows, or the ceilings are way too high. Things like that. Like, if you have a style in mind, you can go actually go to a venue and say, okay, I can get it. I can do this here. And um, so I've actually, I've gone to a couple of venues before. And then, um, or I've, I've, I've asked the bride to send me pictures of the venue themselves. So that's kind of. That's a good tip. Yeah. That's, you want to, you also want to land a, a, your ideal client. That way you're, you're not stressing out and you're happy to actually work with them and you're excited to edit their pictures. You're excited to deliver it to them. Um, so yeah, that's... The big thing for you is keeping that happiness intact. You don't want to sacrifice the dollars for the happiness. You don't yeah, no, I want to remain happy in it. Like, I've always had like a very good experience shooting pictures and you know, people always... Are, I like seeing pictures of my family and every milestone that we've had in there, you know, you know babies and weddings and... Um, other big milestones so I, I kind of want to provide that for other people but at the same time I want to be um, I guess 
part of it in a way to where I'm share being being able to share that, not just being like a splinter in there and being like, oh, she's just a photographer. Somebody like shush her away. Like I I would never mm-hmm. allow myself to be in that position. So yeah, it's I would in in any industry, any artistic or any industry, I think it's always good to like um, ask them what they're looking for under promise what you can deliver I always make sure I under promise I, I would hate to say I'm gonna get you the best pictures you can ever get and um, you know it's equipment's also a big deal it's another thing I had to do a lot of research on is equipment it's it's so overwhelming what how many different cameras are out there how many lenses are out there how many flashes tripods bags bags a good bag $200 just for the bag yeah, oh. just for the bag. So I'm still I'm still holding on to my little sixty dollar bag. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be working. For it's you working, yeah. You're landing these clients. You're getting all kinds of things, yeah. and it seems like you're progressing. You're no longer doing backyard weddings. It's an option you can go back to. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the default. Now. No. So now that I can charge more for weddings, is actually that money just goes towards investing more into like a good camera bag for my camera so you know it's I, I can see why some photographers like really jump their prices the equipment the batteries the the time and there's I mean there's a lot of behind the curtain things that happen besides just showing up to a wedding and taking pictures so I can see why somebody would charge four eight twelve thousand dollars for a wedding I can see that but I don't think I would go up there <laughs> just be, one I don't think one that's a huge like milestone to set for myself um people have done it you know but um again there's different ways to do it some people like will literally sell their souls and work with bride for this but i don't see myself doing that it's i i want to be happy while with what i do and if you know so when you're going out there to any place whether it be a graduation whether it be a wedding and um You've had this agreement with this client to deliver quality pictures, right? Mm-hmm. What's going through your head? Do you feel nervous at all? Do you feel, I mean, are you in the zone? Do you know what to shoot? When I show up to one? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the zone because I ask what they want. I tell them exactly what I'm going to de- deliver. Hey, um, coming up here, um, you know, I, uh, I have a contract. Since even with my little backyard weddings, I always had a contract just to protect myself and them. So <clears throat> I had a contract saying, these I'm going to deliver 10 to 15 pictures. It won't take more than an hour. And it'll it'll take maybe 14, 10 to 15 days. So that's, that's those are the guidelines I set for myself. And they agreed to it. So that's a good three things to start off by. So when I get there and, you know... They have sometimes they they tell me what they want. I'm like that's great, that's fine. But just letting you know, I think we have more than 15 pictures here. If they say oh, okay, usually they are like oh okay, I, I, we didn't know that. Okay, that's fine. Um, but if they we they we go over the time, like hey, don't forget, we only have a window of one hour. If we go over, that's an extra you know amount of money. And usually they're like okay, cool, we'll we'll give you the extra amount of money. So I kind of reiterate, hey, don't forget on the contract. You know, we agreed this and that. So. That's kind of how I protect myself, and I stay in the zone. Because if you if you back down a little, then then you start getting used to backing down, and then the next wedding or the next photo shoot, they're like, oh, you know, we need 20 more minutes, and then you get used to saying it's okay, you know, it's just two more pictures, and um, next thing you know, you're just giving away pictures for free. So no. yeah, I think it's uh, important that, and I see this a lot in uh, where I work in sales. It's you got to set expectations for your customers. Yeah. Because if you don't, then they start taking advantage of you. Yeah. Like yeah, you said, that extra 10 true. minutes turns into 30 minutes and, you know, wasting more time. And then now you got to do editing and yeah. so it's backing you up. And then that whatever you charge at the beginning, you're not really profitable at the end. It's not. Yeah. Especially if like, yeah, especially if, if, if they if they go in there thinking that, oh, we're going to tell her 30 minutes, but it's really going to be an hour. Oh, yeah. Then um, I start wrapping up. <laughs> like, well, you know, it's 30, minutes. It's, you know it's, it's 30 to 25 minutes till, yeah, uh, and, and I'll like start wrapping up. I'll say, hey, you know, like we have five more minutes. Is there, you know, we have time for like maybe one more, one more shot or, hey guys, you know, this has really been great. I think, I think we have everything. I think we have everything that we agreed on. Um, we have some really great pictures. Um, can't wait to 
show them to you in 10 days. Because <laughs> at that point. keeping at the forefront of them. Like, yeah. Hey. yeah. I kind of I kind of like try to throw it out there. Not too much where it's obnoxious, but just like, you know, a couple of times because they're excited and they're, they're also actually very nervous to be in front of the picture. Uh, in front of the camera so it's really good when you go in there telling them where to pose how to pose where to place their hands because they're nervous they're actually more nervous than you are so if you show them you're nervous it's, <laughs> it's not really good <laughs> well most of the people never they're not models so they're not used yeah to... no no and that's another thing like there's been times where people want model uh what do they call it? like model shots or whatever they're called and i'm like i don't do that i no i don't want i don't want to deal with that they have really crazy expectations and i know like some models are on really tight budgets like so i don't i just say hey you know i don't do Not that um yeah it's i don't i don't want to look at i mean because different different type of pictures do require different type of type of editing so model shots would require like you know blemishes and uh, lighten the eyes lighten the teeth i mean i do that for almost all the pictures but these pictures are like you only like they're blown up picture of your face and um they're gonna see every tiny little detail <laughs> i do more portraits to where there's trees involved there's distractions around there so um so you don't have any instagram models reaching out to you no <laughs> <laughs> um i don't it's just no i i don't i don't that's not really my personality either just, no. so um that's the thing with photography. I mean, everybody has different styles or different things that they like to take pictures of. Yes, there there are photographers that only do like models, and they love it. I I don't see myself liking that. I, mm-hmm. I've never been like, let me take some model shots, pose over here, and like look over your shoulder. Like, I have no idea how to. <laughs> no. take, take a picture, but act like you're not looking. So yeah, and a lot of people like want those pictures, and, and um, I love I love these people because like they know how to do it, and I'm like, this is awesome. I love it. Like I don't know how to tell somebody to pretend you're thinking about something, but like look over here, like follow my finger. And I no, I can't. No, I'm, no, I do more of a natural light photography, candid lifestyle pictures. So. Um, I don't have, really have to say where to look, how to look, squint your eyes, you know, things like that. So I want people to be comfortable, as, as comfortable as possible. So for a couple pictures, you know, there's some very, like, poses you can start with. But I kind of do it to where they have room to, like, get comfortable with each other and, you know, try to get them to talk to each other or do, like, little, um, all right, what do I call it? Like, okay, guys, just kind of, like, try to um, blow kisses at each other and get really close to each other. And then, like, they're looking at me like I'm weird, but I'm like, you know, you're you're smiling now. So that's yeah. I didn't really want you to blow kisses. <laughs> Trust the process. Just the process. Yeah, there's some really weird things you have them do, and, and they're, like, act, they're all wobbly and, and, you know, about to trip on themselves. So I'm like, hey, you know, it feels really weird, but it actually looks really good on the camera, so just keep doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... it's um, it works because they're like, okay, I feel really uncomfortable. And I'm like, that's perfect. It's going to look, look really good. <laughs> and you learn these tips from like the professional photographers you followed or just through experience? Um, both through experience. And then it was kind of like one of those affirmations when you start watching the, your videos. You're like, okay, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't doing it wrong or I thought about that, but I wasn't sure what direction to go with that. So it, some of these videos is kind of like a affirmation that you're, you're going in the right direction and some of them are also telling you how to um, improve on those things that you have. So I guess doing it with more confidence. Um, and then they also tell you like what they struggled with in the beginning and it kind of makes me feel like, okay, you know, like I'm on the right path and I'm not like completely, um, l- not lost, but completely kind of like just winging it or improvising it. And I mean, there's certain things that I, I used to do in the past that I, I, you know, I don't do anymore, but um, one, because it takes too much time out of my day you know, just um, like communicating with clients. I would single-handedly email every person. They would email, you know, in- throw me an inquire. Um, like if they send me an inquiry, I would like, you know, write like a personal message to every one of them. But that takes too much time. So, you know, you kind of just build a template and then you just kind of change the names around. Kind of like, I guess, any other sales job. So I started doing that and um, that really started saving a lot of time. And that's one of those things where, 
I learned in my little like little tutorial classes that it's okay to have like templates for everything. That way you can just kind of like um, just fix it around your client and you don't have to start from scratch and take like two hours to write an email and where do I go from here? How, when do I start talking about pricing or do are they even interested? So yeah, it's things like that. How many clients are you managing now? So they all start coming like as leads, you know, like they shoot you a question. Some of them are really detailed. Some of them are very vague. <clears throat> like, what kind of pictures do you shoot? And I'm just like, well, what are you looking to, like for? <laughs> but um, like right now I have like three weddings booked. And so for now, um, I stay in touch with the client. Um, I make sure all the contracts I need are completed, signed. Um, there's kind of like a checklist that I make for everybody because then I'll just lose it. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of, you have to be very disciplined also. You have to make, you know, I have a checklist, contracts, telephone numbers that I can call them out, telephone numbers that they can call me at. Not telephone numbers, but telephone number and different methods to contact me. I don't want to be one of those like horror stories of, you know, I can't, I can't reach my photographer or photographer never um, delivered my pictures. So I think the most I've ever had was like maybe five in a month. And those were like portrait ones. So that's 10 to 15 pictures. And I can handle that because um, I started, you know, decreasing the time it took me to edit pictures before I think my very first shoot took me like a whole week the whole week from like the time I got home to like one o'clock in the morning just trying to learn how to edit and of course that one was basically free because it was I was still it's the learning curve you know yeah. and then the first you know first couple ones were like that where I was like I'm not making any money I'm spending way too much time editing these but now you kind of shoot to edit and then you I send them style guides. I tell them what to wear and what not to wear. Because, I mean, somebody shows up with um, very, you know, heavy, like, <laughs> aluminum-looking T-shirt <laughs> or button-up. I'm going to be like, no, let's go back and... Did you bring a backup T-shirt? Or not T-shirt, <laughs> but, you know, a, a different apparel. So I try to avoid, like, nightmare situations by providing also, like, my clients, like, this is what you should wear. This is where we should go. Um, this is what time of day we should go do this at that way it cuts my editing time and it uh, maximizes like I guess my profit so I'm not spending 10 hours on 10 pictures I'm, I mean I've narrowed it down right now I'm like at 1 to 2 hours maybe of editing so I that's justifiable I can still enjoy like the rest of my day you know doing that which I don't think it's bad. I mean, sometimes I go over two hours because I, I want to learn a new um, aspect of it. So, of course, that's more of like for my, my own personal, personal growth, reason. which I'm still learning. I'm still watching those videos and I'm like, have aha moments and and I go back at the pictures I did and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. So you're always learning no matter what. Yes. Yes. I'm awesome. never, I'm never like, um, I don't want to just stop stop learning because I think with anything you do in life you, you should always just keep keep learning something new it's a new trend a new something so a new like there's popular poses that come up out of nowhere and I mean I I'll, I'll study poses I'll study editing I'll study lighting I'll study you know just so many different aspects to it it's, it's kind of overwhelming at first how much time do you take would you say if you have to quantify it how much time out of the week do you take to study uh, on your craft that is um, honestly I think that's um, I guess it depends there are some videos that are 20 minutes long and I'll maybe I'll try to squeeze it into my lunch break there are some that are an hour and a half long so you know I'll just take my laptop somewhere quiet away from like TV or something something distraction something distracting and just watch it and sometimes I do have my little notepad and write it down or sometimes I just watch it, and since I can relate to it, and I can remember it. But if it's something brand new information, then I have to write it down, just just for reference, I guess. And I, th I mean, I think it's interesting, just to extrapolate it a bit, that basically what it boils down to is executing. Executing on ideas, executing on things you have to do, right? You feel that you have to study up on something, and you just do it. 
because in terms of like the you know hour and a half videos you remove yourself from any distracting environments and you go do it yeah that, that is it is kind of hard sometimes but i want to get better i want to see my my pictures get better i want to deliver really good pictures because you know it's not it's not only good like it's not like, it's not just like an accomplishing feeling but you know you attract more people more you know prospects more clients uh word of mouth is a big deal and i'm a huge believer of that so you know i would i hope that the people whose whose um lives i guess milestones i've captured um they tell other people you know this is the photographer that did it you know um not only is her work good but she's professional she's nice there's a lot of things that people value and any trade I mean customer service is a big deal like you know companies will go back to um, a more expensive place but they love the customer service there rather than go to really like somewhere where you know it's it's really economical for the family but the quality is horrible so it's I mean even even in the tutorials they talk about customer service so it's it's a good feeling that I'm not just being nice just to be nice out of the kindness out of my heart, but it's actually good for your for your business and your brand. Because I mean, ultimately, going forward, I mean, is this something I assume that you want to do if you could full time? If you started making um, enough I, money doing it, or I do, yeah. It's kind of scary thinking about doing it full time um, because you know it's it's not one of those jobs where you, you have the same paycheck every week or you know every whatever. Um, so of course, like weddings, it has a, it's, it's, it peaks during the year and there's the months where it's, it's crickets. So it is kind of scary. So it's, yeah. Something. Would you be down for it? I would. Yeah. Is um, that the end game? Is that what you're building towards? Um, I'm not really sure. Like, I really like doing it. I like staying busy. So, I mean, for now, I'm really happy doing like I guess you could say my full time job and photography, um, but if I had something I I could do, I would I think I would do it because not only that I think the end game would be um, a travel photographer, uh, destination weddings. I think that I, in a heartbeat I would jump on that <laughs> in a heartbeat. Um, so you need someone to carry your bag for you? <laughs> no, I mean no lie. I have a buddy who's getting engaged and they flew their photographer out. See, so oh, people do it. Kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, and that's that's one of my goals is if I can um, increase, not just increase. I guess put in, increase the value of my pictures to where the brides are like we have to fly her into our wedding and things like that. Then I think that would be my ultimate one of my ultimate goals to, you know, even if it's down the street to like Austin or we'll start we'll start out small the fact that somebody else is paying your travel expenses blows my mind that's what that's what blew my mind when he when my buddy told me like yeah we flew him to Chicago with us to take these pictures where do they live here yes they oh. live here and they went to Chicago to take these pictures and they flew him along for like seven days just yes and oh my that God. blew yeah. my mind I was like wait people do that oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and plus it's good because you, you, when you come home the photog- you know where your photographer is he's, he's in Houston with you some people, um, I've heard horror stories to where, you know, they go to Chicago and hire a photographer from Chicago and then they fly back home and they can't get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just drive down to them and things like that. So I can see that. But for seven days, like, that's, <laughs> a, long time. Hey, that's a long time. He was out there. Yeah. yeah. How does it feel? Um, I mean, just comparing where you are at now to where, like, when you started. I mean, how does that? What does? What do you feel when you look at your website and you or you see these inquiries come in? Um, What's going through your head? Be like, wow, they someone's noticing my work, um, and that's a good feeling. Um, you know, I put I've poured in a lot of hours, frustration, you know, doubt into myself, um, but. You know, I have my, my, where I want to stop moments, but then, you know, the inquiry comes in and I'm like, oh, you know, doing something good. And then it's kind of like a little encouragement boost. And then, you know, just get back on that bike and start pedaling and, um, 
and there's nowhere to go except forward and that's what I just remind myself of and and then there's people that hold me accountable and I'm really happy for that people that hold me accountable um, people that say what are you doing you know and you know and you can tell your dream is to become like a full-time photographer and again it's one of those things where I keep it to myself just because it's 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 a people undervalue like traits like that um, going back to the whole vegan thing where I'm not just gonna bring it up in conversation to everybody like what are your goals you know oh I want to be a full-time photographer okay well they just look at you like well isn't that just like a hobby like so I'm just I'm not gonna I don't want to like sell not sell but like spill my my dreams to somebody that's not really wants to hear it so I just say I'm a I work at this place and (laughs) And then they take you more seriously, even though you sound like miserable. (laughs) (laughs) They value that more. I think just going back to something that you said earlier was like when you started, I mean, you you were doing it for free. And then, you know, just the fact that you started, I mean, a lot of people don't like they have hobbies or have something that they want to do, but they never actually go out and try to do it. And the fact that you tried it and I mean, now you're here getting, you know, weddings and engagement pictures and all kinds of stuff and obviously we can tell that you want to do it Um, and I know everyone's afraid to like tell people but I think me and the cougar are big believers of like putting it out in the universe the more you start saying it the more you kind of start making yourself you know want it you read the alchemist Montoya yeah All right. What was that? What was that quote that you so often quoted to me about the universe when you know when you want the universe will conspire to like bring it to you or you exactly. know yeah so yeah it's I tell myself that a lot you know like you have to first you have to admit it to yourself what that you want it because if you keep like I guess it's, if it's just like a an inside thought you know, nobody hears it nobody anything then you kind of forget it sometimes forget about it but sometimes I guess saying it to yourself out loud and seeing what you want to do with your life out loud is really scary. Just saying it to yourself is really scary, I think. And then telling somebody else is really scary. And then like, st- like you just take baby steps. So I told myself I wanted to do that. And I told somebody else I wanted to do that. And I asked somebody to take pictures. And that was really scary, even though they were free. I was like mortified. Like, can I take your pictures? And... Um, I mean, not to mention, I mean, you think of a wedding, I mean, that's a big event in people's yeah, lives. Yeah, it's, um, I guess that's why I, I try to under-promise and over-deliver, because weddings, it is a big deal, you know, and it's it's kind of scary. Hopefully and, it only happens once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, it is, it, it is, and I mean... I would hate to be the person that, like, oh, I forgot to take the first kiss picture, or, <laughs> so, I mean, you have to bring up lots of backup, you know, uh, batteries, everything, lens, camera, um, I finally, like, upgraded my camera, so now I, I use my, the first camera I had as my backup camera now, even though they're two completely different cameras, so, but, you know, it's backup, I would yeah. hate to show up to a, a wedding, and, <laughs> Can I run to Best Buy real quick? You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, and, and there's no, like, even if you reimburse them, that's still, like. Yeah, it leaves them. Yeah, it's. Not to mention, uh, I mean, you, one, the wedding's a big event, but, I mean, the, like you said, you go off of word of mouth and. Yeah. You get that one wedding and. That one that bad one wedding bride that is, yeah, one bad wedding could, you know. Ruin your reputation. Ruin everything, yeah, and, I mean. There are people that they exaggerate, and that's why, again, like, I always interview the brides or anybody, because if they sound like somebody that wants, you know, you to give them the world, but they only want to pay you, like, you know, like, nothing, then obviously they're going to be very disappointed no matter what you deliver or anything, then I stay away from those. And there are people that are willing to work with those, with those, um, type of clientele, I guess, um, but I don't, I, I don't. I don't have patience to really change my method. Like, I know what type of method I want to stick to, and I want to find somebody that wants that. And then I will grow and improve myself in that aspect, but I'm not, I'm not going to change my whole style. 
And I think it's especially in something in like photography, I mean, you got to almost have your own little niche that you want to go after. Yes. Because you can want to be a photographer, but I mean, you can't take every kind of picture. Yeah. Like you were saying, you have your set of style and what you kind of want to take pictures of. And yeah. You put so yourself more out there than it's, you know. The one I'm going towards, too, is called Light and Airy. That's what I, I'm aiming towards. Um, though I guess the one I used to shoot was very more, very, very natural. I guess I want to say natural light, but I'm kind of shifting towards light and airy. But I'm okay with just with those two. There are people that do like um, desaturate the picture and like bump up the red. And a lot of people really like that style. And I like it, but I don't like it enough to stick to that. Yeah. So you have to find something that you like because... You know, editing would be very hard if you didn't have a niche. Very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the other thing with, uh, I mean, photography or videography or, like, anything that's creative. I think you as a photographer, I mean, I think you're a little more hard on yourself because you want it to be perfect. And ultimately, I mean, I think the people that, you know, your customers are just going to be happy having a picture that looks, you know, great and they're in it. I like, I I'm thinking back of, like, if our weddings that we were in or... If there was pictures that we saw, we probably saw it once, and we're like, "Oh, that's cool. That's a yeah. cool picture." Yeah. <laughs> I think we were more. We, I think you remember more the experience of you know being taking there, the pictures yeah. and the photographer than actual that's seeing right. the picture and being like, "Oh, that's you know, that's me." It's not like, "Oh, I look like a model in that picture." <laughs> I don't know what she was doing, but she made me look great. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of um, and it's also if you have a style, then the, the customers that come to you. You know, you you already have an idea what they're expecting. So, you know, you, you start narrowing that you know funnel, and you don't have to you set that expectation. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. There's a lot of tips out there that they put out for everybody, and it's not doesn't apply to just photographers, but every you know, I guess any any anything that you 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 sell basically. Mm-hmm. And I guess on that notion, uh, what are some photography tips that you're willing to give to our listeners here? Nothing, I guess, too major, but things to watch out for, things to look for. How can we take better pictures? Mm-hmm. Exactly. The golden hour. What is that? When is it like happy hour? <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> um, so it happens two times in the day, either really early in the morning when the sun's coming up. Mm. or really late in the evening when the sun's starting to come down. And if you can get your clients to um, either get up really early in the morning or schedule them really late in the evening, um, I think those are the best pictures. And uh, if you just Google, like, golden hour pictures, those are, I think those are the best ones. And, um, I mean... So it's not completely like a sunset? I mean, I mean the sun's not completely out? and there's It's like not completely a- out. I mean, it's right at the horizon, so it's it's the sun's going through like the trees. It has like a matte, like a golden effect on your skin tone. Um, it's it's really it's really nice and it's like magical, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, and, and you you almost you can't do it even through editing. I mean, you can, but it's it, not the it, same. It's not the same, and it doesn't look right. Like something's off. Um, Getting it in the evening, I think it's a little harder because in the summer is better, but in the winter, like you're out and 30 minutes is gone. So, <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. Like you tell your, your client, like be there at 630 and then it's like you're not there on time or they're running late and then they show up and the sun's gone. You're like, oh, like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, but yeah, I would totally recommend if you, if you, even with your uh, cell phone, you can get that golden light on your cell phone. And I mean, today's days... You can get professional-looking pictures with your with your camera, so. So for anybody out there that's willing to start their business, they don't have to necessarily. They can start out with the phone. There you go. You can, they can start practicing, um, like po- no, I guess you could say poses. Um, I lost the word again. <laughs> um, let's see. Composite. Com- yes, there we go. How did you know that? How did you guess that? I knew he was going to know it. How did he know I was going with composure, but then I was like, composite? Yeah. Composition. Composition. Yes. Silence. Okay. You can practice composition with your phone. Um, I think even phones have that grid, mm-hmm. the nine square grid. And if you can position your 
your any person or whatever you know pet person um anywhere in where those corners meet that's that's composition and that that's that's you can start with that it's like composition 101 yeah that's that's interesting to know Mm -hmm. in terms of um I mean, I guess it's something we always ask. Books or motivational speakers. Or favorite photographers. Or favorite photographers. That you look on YouTube. Like, what motivates you? What? Um, I found a photographer right now. She's, I love her. Like, her pictures seem almost impossible to, like, emulate. Like, when I see one, I'm like, how did she do that? Where can uh, the listeners find her? Um, it's her Instagram. Let me see what it is. It's called... Uh, I want to say her name is Betsy. So, Julia Paisley Photography. She's She has like the light and airy down. This is what she looks like. Mm. Or it's like everything is just so heavenly in the background. <laughs> <laughs> So how's uh, social media doing for you? On so, social media is tricky because if you look at some profiles, they have like uh, the followers are like in the thousands and you know ten thousands. There are ways you can buy them, sign up for things, and they like give you all kinds of followers. Um, I don't believe in that. I'm trying to grow mine organically. So, you know, and just hashtag, try to post pictures. You have to remain active because, I mean, I'll go, like, on a hiatus and not post anything for, like, a month. And people will actually, like, unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know that. (laughs) So, um, I think Facebook and Instagram are my main, um, are actually a really good exposure tool. People will find people through Instagram because of the hashtags. So I had hashtags to everything and Facebook. I mean, uh, I've gotten a couple ones from Facebook. I have no idea how they found me. But then again, every now and then I'll do like um, paid um, paid advertising through Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not buying any likes or followers. I just kind of want to pop up on their timeline, you know? And if they like it, they follow it. Uh, well, one, because I know I follow you and I've seen some of the ads come through. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> doing some it's, it's like uh, nerve-wracking sometimes because, you know, you're like, what do I say? What do I put in there? Like, am I selling something? Do I just want to, like, show a good picture? Um, yeah. As it, in the words of Gary Vee, you just got to provide value. Yeah. And uh, it's actually one of the guys that um, I've listened to thanks to the Aggie. Um, <laughs> He's a big believer. He, yeah. yeah, I really like Gary Vee. He's a, uh, he says things that like are kind of scary but true. You know, like damn, I am kind of scared of that. Or damn, mm-hmm. like I do, like I do want to do that, but I'm scared. Or you know, it's. Um, I think one of the things he always says, and I don't know if it it rings true or not, but um, a lot of people, I mean, when they're scared to do something, it's because they're afraid of either friends or family or yeah. Something like that, that, you know, that's what's holding them back. Where I Sometimes mean, I'm just like, fuck them, fuck them, whatever. Like, <laughs> fuck them, hit enter. <laughs> they, even if they hate my picture, like, somebody will, somebody out there might like it. And it seems to be working. It yeah. seems like it's panning out for you. Yeah. Um, so my goal is to do maybe, for now, I'm like, it's, it's little. It's like, you know, my goal is five weddings a year. Just because um, the research, the learning in between each wedding um, what things didn't work at this wedding? What things could have done gone better? What things were really good executed? And I, I need to apply it to all the other things that I do. So, um, you know, it's. Well, you're gonna hit that goal. You're gonna mm-hmm. start growing. I mean, you already grown. It's only natural, right? Yeah. You keep putting in the work. Yeah, it's, it's gonna work. That's why it's called work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think marketing is a big deal, and that's. Yeah. It's like anything, you just got to put yourself out there. Because, I mean, the more people know about it, then obviously, if I'm somewhere and someone's saying, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a photographer, and it's like, oh, well, have you? Yeah. 
a monthly it of photography. It's the type of photographer they want, yeah, because yeah, I've heard people be like, my friend's a photographer, and I'm like, okay, what do you, what do you mean? And they're like, honey, but door shoots, shoots, or whatever those are things are called. I'm like, I do not do those types of shoots. Like, <laughs> but do you network with other photographers? That way I at do. least you know... You know, someone that's kind of weird because some photographers are really like um, protective of like mm-hmm. quote unquote like their secrets, and I'm just like, okay, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to steal like anything or um, your secrets like are probably like you know tenfold on YouTube right now. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I have nothing to hide. I'm just like this, you know, this is what I'm doing. Um, this is what camera I use. A lot of things that photographers try to hide is what like uh, what equipment they use. Mm. Um, but like you said, you can go, on, you can go <laughs> pretty on much YouTube on YouTube and, and find anything. anything and be like, what's the best lens out there? And um, that's another thing that like I saw the price of a lens I wanted, and I was like, there's no way I'm gonna spend that much money on that lens. But um, yeah, I did some research, and you can rent them. So oh, wow. what I did was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start renting them and work it into the price of what I charge on the wedding, and that covers my my rental fee and the. The pictures look better, and um, I spend less time editing because, you know, it's kind of like any tool, you know, the better the tool, the less work you put into it. It's like, you know, if you're going to saw a tree down, you spend more time sharpening the the saw than actual cutting the tree down, so, um, yeah, there's, I think it's, it's wiser to spend more on, you know, equipment, equipment, and, um, you spend more time like on equipment, but you save time. You have more time for yourself. You're not you're not pouring hours to achieve something that the lens, particular lens, could have done. You know, snap of a picture. So, but at the same time, you gotta kind of work yourself up there. I mean, you don't want to start out with the best equipment, but yeah, not know no, how to yeah. use it. Like you don't even know how to use it, or you know, because you know. Everyone's like, it's just a memory card. No, you have to find the memory card that can keep up with the speed of the camera. Or, you know, find a battery that can keep up with, um, keep up with, like, the, the life of what you need the battery for, or the camera for. Um, yeah, it's not just as grab and go as people think it is. No, yeah. You have to, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. It's, um, it's not just grab and shoot. It's, you know, what do you, what am I shooting today? So what lens should I bring or, um. Do I need to bring any, any other any other equipment? Do I need to prepare something? Yeah, it's 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 more than just point and shoot. And I think that's why that justifies those twelve thousand dollar weddings. And mm-hmm. I can see that now. And editing and editing in general, just because I mean, for me trying to make videos, I mean, spend like two three hours <laughs> editing just because I don't know what I'm doing. But it's, as you go, you start getting yeah. a better. Well, and cut down time. Actually, initially, my dream was to be a. Video, uh, wedding videography that was my initial like um what i really wanted to do and then i saw how much time it took to edit, edit those yeah. and then i was like i would go crazy watching <laughs> a wedding five or six times to, to try to get the right clip to go into the because most videographers will do like a short minute five minute um clip of the wedding and then like the rest of like a maybe 20 to 30 hour um you know, drawn out video of the wedding. So I could see myself doing a five minute video reel of like the whole wedding, mm-hmm. but most people don't want that. Mm-hmm. They want like the 30 minute, 45 minute video and with all the speeches, the first dances. And um, I was just like, I, there's no way. Like, I, yeah. I don't think I could do that. Um, you know, so. Yeah, that's videographers. I can see why they charge so much. Also, is yeah. at first I thought it was just point and shoot. And yeah. no, I, you get into I did one wedding. And I was like, never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, are you gonna apply for that uh, job that went viral? And oh. I forgot where they send you New Zealand or. Um, oh yeah, you should. Or like the ten grand a, a month yeah. or something like that. Um, I don't know. I I always adapt myself. I'm like, they're not gonna pick me. Like. No, there's so many other, like, Instagram influencers that they could just, they're just going to end up hiring, so. You never know. Um, yeah, you never know. I'm just going to, you know, it's for two, is it for two months, I think it was? Yeah, I think it was two, three months. Yeah, you never know. My employer might be okay with me missing for three months. Mm-hmm. I, could, I could work remotely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was looking up the, I think what you, the resume you have to submit, but it's like a video you have to make. 
Oh, yeah. Of, like, your city. So. I think Houston would be a very competitive uh, video to make. Because I've seen some, like, videos that people make of Houston. And um, there's certain parts in it where I'm like, I never knew Houston was like that. <laughs> so, but, like, anything is, like, how many people are actually going to go out and make a video and send it in. And You'd be surprised. People will go out there. You put their phones anything you can make videos with your phone and add no. special effects now <laughs> so yeah i've seen really good videos that people are like this was made with an iphone or oh thank um, you you know just really good videos you're gonna ask your your question of questions that question that i always ask every interviewee um is there a song that just is your go-to song whenever you're feeling down, you feel like you need, or you're going to work, and you just feel like you need to get motivated to do something? Is there a song that you play that'll set you in the right set of mind? I don't think I have a song, unfortunately. I think I just... Wow. I think genre, maybe? What's genre? It's almost like, like when you're cleaning your house on Saturday morning and you're Hispanic. <laughs> Okay. So, corridos? No. Salsa music, and it'll just like motivate you to, you know. That'll get you going. Put a little hop in your step. Yeah. Okay. All right. I dig that. Go with salsa. Yeah. In terms of uh, if there's anybody out there that wants to start their own photography business, right? Um, Or if you could go back and tell yourself some key advice, what would that be? There's nothing wrong in asking for help. Whether it be YouTube or asking a fellow photographer, so it's really hard to ask other photographers because they don't want to release any of their, you know, secrets. But some people are more than willing to help. So. Would you be willing to offer assistance to anybody that yeah. wants advice? I can always point them in the right direction. I'm, um, you know, um, th- these are the tutorials I'm watching. These are the the people I follow for inspiration. Um this is the equipment I use like yeah and where can our listeners find you I don't have a blog or anything that I mean a lot of photographers have blogs like what they use and all that stuff mm-hmm. um I don't do that just cause I feel like I would only I would only have like three three posts and it would get, it would get buried you know um yeah they can email me on okay. my website <laughs> Or Instagram. I don't know if that's any helpful at all. I mean, definitely. We've had past uh, people we've interviewed that mm-hmm. put out their Instagram and they yeah. uh, they receive, you know, messages, direct messages. Um, there. So it's whatever you're wearing. So website and Instagram is a Montoya Photography? Yeah. Um, I think one of the hardest parts is also finding a name. And everything I came up with was either really cheesy, <laughs> taken, or just, you know just sounded horrible so i just stuck with a montoya photography you know if you're looking for a photographer a montoya photography there you go <laughs> if you man. wonder what i do it's a montoya photography <laughs> um have you ever had anybody that like is interested in photography that come and say hey can i come you know help you or come see what you do or um i've had friends that will ask ask if i can help them like at their weddings and i say yeah sure um i have a wedding coming up where um, I probably need to go search for help because they want like a two, two um, different shooters, and sometimes um, looking for two second shooter is is very like kind of like um, I don't want to say you wing it, but you always have like two people in mind, and those are the two people I go to. So it's, it, with with second shooters, it's not like they work with you. But you, you find somebody that has your style, and then you kind of say, hey, let's, let's work on this together. Help. Yeah. Okay. So they can find you at A Montoya Photography on Instagram. And on Instagram is at A Montoya Photography. And on Facebook, it's A Montoya Photo. And then the website's called amontoyaphotography.com. So there you have it, listeners. If you got any questions about it, we have A Montoya Photography here who's more than willing to help out and offer some sage advice on how to get started in the industry. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No? Am I supposed to say something clever? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like, you know, um, basically through all this, through all your journey, is just 
executing on on ideas and um, at times saying fuck it and fuck going, it and fuck them yeah and going forward despite everybody's uh, presumption oh whatever presumptions you might have of everybody else's thoughts you just go for it yeah and then look at you now you're you have a photography business yeah it's it's sometimes um crazy to think how far I've come with all the doubts and um self-inflicted like horrible thoughts I've had about my own work (laughs) we're sometimes our worst critics we're yeah I think that's very true we are our own very worst critics and I think that's good because that means there's you you want to improve on yourself so not only that there's people out there that maybe are afraid to get into this because they feel like they're going to be horrible at it they're, they're not alone yeah you yeah. Have, yeah we have a professional right here in front of us who also shares feels the same way at times and if they want to compare their first picture to my first picture i'm more than happy to share that <laughs> i think that, that might have to be one of yeah. our policies you have to give us yeah. one of your first pictures and then because you never really know who, who yeah whose hearts you're touching out there yeah so i mean my first picture it's it's buried in there you know it's not um i think I put it away for two years. I was embarrassed. I was like, okay, it's just going to stay a hobby. We're going we're gonna to show our yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Did you have any other questions, Aggie? No, we, I think we're good. We want to thank you, anyone Toyo Photography, for being here. We understand that you had plenty of things to do today, and you took the time out of your busy day to sit down with us. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, guys. Um, we appreciate it, and I know our listeners appreciate it. Uh, I know for sure they gained some some wisdom and uh, from your experiences and i do foresee some of them contacting you out there and hopefully you're willing to to help and you know offer and pave that path for them if i need a travel photography a bee photographer for a travel wedding then (laughs) (laughs) um and again to our listeners we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us we know that you could listen to pretty much anything but you chose us the minority reports podcast Once again, I'm one of your hosts, the Cougar. And I'm the Aggie. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.